Podcasting from their headquarters on the East Coast, there are assembled the world's four greatest nerds, opinionated on the best and worst of pop culture. Stan Gadurski, Ryan Marlowe, Chris Sampson, Andy Carasquillo. Their mission, to talk about video games, comics, anime, movies, and everything else, to complain about that which is wrong and annoying, and to serve all pod kind. They are the Super Nerd Pals. What's up, pals? This is episode 107 of the Super Nerd Pals podcast. Uh, I'm one of your hosts for today, Chris Sampson. I'm Andy Carasquillo. I'm Stan Gadurski. Oh, shit. <laughs> the overlap. <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm Ryan. That was I'm Stan Gadurski. So underwhelming. <laughs> and uh, welcome to the show. How's everyone doing today? Hey, you know, you know what else ends in seven, Chris? Uh, what? Final Fantasy Seven? No, fuck that. The twenty-seven <laughs> years of the Undertaker's career that just came to an end at WrestleMania. Oh my Bong. god! <laughs> <laughs> Bong. Bong. Dude, I think you're supposed to do, do like twenty-seven, dude, one for every year no, no. of his dude, career. Dude, realistically, Undertaker will be back in like two years. Uh, I don't know, man. Undertaker was around when I was like a youngin, and he was like. um the funeral like mortician guy yeah, he scared so... the shit out of me as a kid i was like goldberg like... was around when we were a kid no that's like that's like later i'm talking about like a little munchkin i was watching like early like 1992 wrestling when like doink the clown was making the rounds oh god and and the undertaker was on the screen he was like i don't i i feel like he was feuding with doink I don't remember, but I didn't know anything about wrestling. But Undertaker just like looked dead on to the screen. He was like, "I'm gonna fucking kill you." <laughs> like I was like, "Oh, I'm never watching whatever this is ever," because I'm like five years old and that scared the shit out of me. And then, of course, ten years later, it became a huge mark. But um, yeah, Undertaker's been around forever, and he's like one of my favorite uh, wrestlers. And he retired. Undertaker, he's a real cool, nasty man. And I'll miss him. The fuck is wrestling? R.I.P. Undertaker, but but not actual R.I.P. Just R.I.P. to your career. Ryan, uh, message me your your home address, and I'm gonna ha have a DVD sent to your house of like his greatest <laughs> matches. Don't. I mean, I'll do it. I will give you my home address if you're dead serious about that. I'll I, feel like, I will. I feel like I will have given it us your, your home house. address at one point. Huh? I feel like you've given us your home address when you first moved. Oh yeah. Yeah, but I, I need it again because I'm gonna have a DVD sent <laughs> sent to her house. <laughs> Ryan, I hope you're ready. I am. <laughs> I know oh, just is... the DVD to have sent to you. <laughs> this is... Oh shit! What am I? Well, we have a special guest coming in today. Stan, who's coming in to our show to grace us with their knowledge? Joining us later from Super Hot Team, Simon Krukowski. 
We're going to be calling him, and he's going to be talking about all things super hot, because super hot. I love that game, by the way. It's real good. The game is it's, fantastic. It's real good. It's real good. So he's gonna be call- we're going to be calling him in later. He actually just emailed me, and he said, so I've got an important question. Are you Dr. Doob or Jotaro Kujo? I've got both in my <laughs> Skype. So... <laughs> Oh my god, is he, he a fan? Might, he is might he a know fan of JoJo? about JoJo, Chris, oh. so we're going to have to ask him. Oh my god, this in. this has turned to the greatest interview ever. <laughs> yo, yo, we need our jo- we need our JoTuddle hats. <laughs> oh, I'll get it, hold on. Stens is only like five oh, feet away fuck. from him. Uh, mine is in my, mine is in my car right now, so there's not that Anyway. Stan wearing Pokeball sleep pants. Don't don't mind my Pokemon PJs. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> See, Stan, my pants aren't as cool as yours. Mine have French bulldogs all over them. That's cool. That's I like bulldogs. Cool. Mine mine has puppies wearing Christmas Santa hats. hats. <laughs> what else do we got before we call them? Fucking Squirrel Girl. Yeah, Squirrel Girl. Uh, they uh, she uh, was it New Warriors or? I think it's the New Warriors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're announcing Marvel's first comedy show, or comedy superhero show, so sort of in the vein of Powerless. Powerless is amazing, BT dubs. I'm, like, obsessed with that show. I, I watched the first couple episodes, it's like, this is great, and I love everything that, um... Alan... Oh, uh, Alan Tudyk, that's right. Alan Tudyk is so good. Easily the best person on that show well i'm i i basically came for danny putty ever since i started watching community like four years too late um i was down for that but this most recent episode fire showed up and i had to pause it and like collect Mm. myself i was like the last thing i saw this bitch in was justice league of america that was an <laughs> awful piece of shit movie we TV probably rewatched. Wait, she, did she show up in the fire costume or the she banana did. costume? No, no, no. She showed up oh, in the okay. fire costume, but they're not calling her. They didn't call her fire. They separated it. They're calling her Green Fury. And I'm like, she's supposed to be fire. I know that. Ew, now. I don't like that. Green I love the Fury. Outfit, Total badass. Green Full Lantern. What? <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck? Yeah, going back to the show, New Warriors. Uh, it's gonna be coming back. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a TV show with Squirrel Girl as the leader, which is awesome. Yeah, better, and it's gonna it better be... be good. They better not fuck this up. P.S. Read Squirrel Girl. Yep. So uh, the series will be at Freeform. Uh, it's gonna be. An order of 10 30-minute episodes slated to debut in 2018. Is it animated or live action? No, it's, I th- it, sounds, it sounds like it's a live action. Live action. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's Marvel's live action scripted comedy show. Live yeah. action. Live action. That show, that show better be fucking gold. It better be. We also got some Pokemon news. Oh, yeah. So... Uh, officially yesterday, um, Pokemon revealed that, uh, the new Pokemon movie, I Choose You, will be premiering at the same time everywhere, and, uh, the Pokemon More Shadow will have an event following the, the new Pokemon movie. So, for those of you who don't know, More Shadow is, like, legendary Pokemon that was leaked, 
and it is a ghost fighting type, and it looks fucking awesome. Like The Undertaker? Oh, yeah. Ghost fighting. It's, it's basically The Undertaker, ghost fighting. I think I think Undertaker is like a triple uh, type. He's ghost fighting motorcycles. <laughs> I didn't and know motorcycles ghost, ghost was rider a type. is ghost fire motorcycles. In case you were, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when when is this movie being released? Like like twenty eighteen or? Uh, I think it's later this month. Actually, I hope oh, they... really? that's soon. Is wow. there any chance of it coming to theaters? Uh, probably not for America. That sucks because we get like garbage Attack on Titan and like Blonde Ninja like in theaters, but we don't get the OG Pokemon and and Trash Ash Ghost in the Shell. Oh, let's not even go there. I told y'all it would be a failure. No one listened to me. I listen, to you no, I, listen. I seen I didn't it yet. You know, you know what I was hoping wasn't gonna be a failure, but was. Suicide Squad. Fuck off! Fuck <laughs> off! Fuck right the fuck off! Right. Starting now. on the right foot. Uh, Funimation did bring up, or finally licensed, an amazing anime movie that just came out in theaters this Friday. It's called Your Name, and I highly recommend everyone watch it. Like this, this movie has been blowing up in the Japanese and international movie markets for like the past year. It's been crazy successful. It's been, I think, it's more successful. It's 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 nearing its box office records towards that of like Spirited Away. Um, which is oh, really ridiculous. Wild. Yeah. That's awesome. And it's an incredible movie. I don't want to give like any inclination or any spoilers about what it's about because I went into it completely blind and it was such a roller coaster ride of of like laughter and emotions and it got me really worked up and in the greatest way possible. And the animation's absolutely beautiful. It was written and directed by Makoto Shinkai, who's really he's a really big player in, in animation. Uh, so go out and watch Your Name. Uh, it's still in theaters. It's going to be in theaters for a while. So just look up the Funimation website, Your Name, and they'll give you a list of participating theaters. But, oh, that anime movie was so good. I cannot I cannot recommend it enough. I've been waiting to watch it. That the and the feels. Pokemon 20th movie. Uh, it's it, it's going to be... I'm sure it'll be great. Um, and that was the news, bus. <laughs> Super
What's up, pals? We're finally back, and now we have our special guest host for this episode, Simon Krukowski from the Superhot team. Welcome, Simon! Woo! Woo! Nice to be here, finally. Simon, <laughs> thanks for joining us. And uh, how are you doing today? Oh, it's awesome. It's weekend, so I'm chilling today. Thanks for coming it's on the show on the weekend. I'm... Yeah, no problem. A lot of times we go back to, to the office during the weekend, actually, which is it, in other places, I guess it would be weird to sit in the office in the weekend, but uh, we do a lot of stuff on the weekends. No, not for me. I understand that. I totally get that. I've had to do that in my, in my work. What do you do? I work for CBS, so well, sometimes I get called in on weekends to help yeah. out with stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. For a while, I was working in animation, and in animation, there there's no such thing as the weekends. It's like yeah. it just doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. Just so, what it, animation studio? I, um, I'm not sure if you you know you know Semaphor. Uh, no, I haven't heard of that. Okay, so Semaphor is this Polish studio uh, that did. Uh, they are doing puppet style animation. Okay. Like oh, not cool. 2D drawn or 3D, but but with puppets, and they won actually two Oscars. And one really? of them is yeah yeah yeah, and one of them is for uh, Peter and Wolf, so you can Google it. Peter. But Peter and Wolf, it's I'm not sure if it's the official English name. And this is a, also this is a puppet movie. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Peter and the Wolf, a Prokofiev fantasy. Peter uh, and the Wolf, yeah yeah yeah. Oh, awesome! Cool. It's creepy as fuck. Because <laughs> <laughs> puppets or like the actual content of the story? Or the, 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 the animation is creepy. Because, like the technology is creepy as well sometimes, but you can do pretty cool stuff with it. And there's like one of the best studios, I guess, is Leica Studios. In the oh, Leica's so good with uh, oh, who yeah. the two strings. is so amazing. I'm so... Exactly. I'm... I lost you there. Oh, no, I can't hear you. Did we lose Chris? You freezed out on me. <laughs> he got I... so excited, he froze. <laughs> he broke. No. Okay. Oh, he's gonna tell Chris that his shit got jacked. No. Chris, come back. Oh boy. What happened, Chris? Okay. What Chris. Chris. Okay, so let's do it without Chris. Yeah. He he's gonna rejoin. I'm sure the call. Okay. Yeah, he'll come back. It'll be fine. Okay. Yeah. I think he just internally combusted because he got so excited about. Don't go geek out right now, damn it! Yeah, cool. he got really excited. You want to we'll put a little pause on the geek out session? Um, uh, oh, oh, he left. Oh he man, he left the room. Okay, his entire thing exploded. All right, Simon. Since I have you and I am recording yes. a backup, we can talk okay. a little bit if you'd like. Yay! Um, so. I was kind of um, peeking at your Twitter account, and I see you do some art. So, you want to talk about that for a little bit? Yeah, I've been, uh, I've been doing to the all my life, I guess, and then drawing. Uh, he, oh, Chris is back. Am I he, still frozen? You're not even there. Yeah, you're not there, man. Oh, he's wow. back. As there you go. <laughs> so, oh, I hear him. Oh my god! Hey! What happened, Chris? I have no idea. Like the internet at my at my house completely blipped out for a second. Okay, we so... just thought you just got so excited that it just froze you. Uh, so before Skype was so rude, I was ranting because Leica's 
stop motion technology was so amazing. Uh, I, th- I think it should have won. Anyway, that was a tangent. Um, <laughs> that's so awesome that you work in animation. Um, are you, is that something you, st- uh, you still do from time to time or you just moved on to bigger, better things? No, right right now, like animation takes a lot of time. And uh, right, right now I'm most deep in game dev, I guess. And uh, one of the reasons is that compared to animation, you can see, you can prototype a lot faster in game dev. And when you have all those game gems, it's it's a weird medium, if I can call game dev a medium, I guess, where you can do a project within a couple of hours and see how it looks, while when you try to do it in animation, you can do a walk cycle if you're good in, in I don't know, like maybe an hour or so, but you will not see a whole episode or an uh, animatic within, you know, a day or two. It's a lot faster. It's a lot uh, more gratifying when you can see your projects that fast. Mm-hmm. So game dev for me right now is, 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 is the thing that I put my all my attention to. But animation is still I think it's there. a lot easier for QA, right? Like, you, you, oh, yeah. That's result, then you can always make tweaks and fixes yeah. on the spot. Yeah, yeah. With animation, you, you can... I remember my friend was doing this this commercial and he was doing for a week a scene when parents were hugging hugging he, he, their child and like seven days of doing the same animation same scene all over again it's it's horrifying there is stuff like that in game dev as well like when you are trying to you know find a bug or or, or you are trying to go through you know a code that someone left uh, i don't know half a year ago and you don't know what it does so, but I don't know. Game game dev is more gratifying to me, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's a lot more fun. That's but I great. still love I still love animation, though. It's like I was not able to to leave it. Mm. So, and those differences or those strengths in the medium of game dev is that, is that the primary reason why you switch, or is game dev something you always wanted to do in the past? And... No, it wasn't. It, uh, most of stuff that I did in my life is not. It wasn't conscious. It it was like it it happened. Mm. Uh, I always liked to create stuff uh, and to do stuff creatively. I I never really enjoyed doing stuff that someone would tell me, okay, so you'll be sitting all day in front of computer or or I don't know, like you, you will work in in a factory. Not saying that those jobs are bad or anything. Uh, it's it were bad for me because. I couldn't create anything. Mm. So organically, I was clinging to jobs that uh, involved doing something, like creating something from, from zero. So I did a little bit of animation. I work a bit in, in post-production in, in movies. And right now I'm gay dev, <laughs> game dev, mm-hmm. not gay dev. Uh, and it, it, it just happens. I started to work in super hot in a way, like I met the guys in a party, and they told me, like, "Hey, would you basically like to work with us?" And it's like, "Are you? Is, is this like job interview?" Yeah, we think so. It's a job interview. <laughs> but we are drinking beer right now, and like we are half drunk. Yeah, I know. It's like, but you are a cool guy. We 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 we, so we have we got chemistry. It's like, work with us. Like, okay. <laughs> so it was one of the best job interviews I had, actually. That's fantastic. Well, congratulations. And yeah. 
you know, you guys are doing incredible work. Um, Thank you so, very much. So you had your job interview with the super hot team, half drunk. That's that's pretty that's pretty wild. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, how was the how did the the process, the relationship, like the the, the entire project unfold from um, from then on? Because like super hot, I think it came out um, at least in, uh, for like Microsoft and in, in, like in twenty. 2016 and uh, so you guys were working on this project for quite a while right uh super hot started as a project uh during a seven day fps game jam mm -hmm. and uh it was like five guys working on it back back in the day and uh after they released it, it free prototype on on uh browsers uh it kind of went viral and people seemed to enjoy it enough that we started a Kickstarter and was pretty successful. And after that, you know, the rest is basically history and we got green light on Steam pretty fast. And uh, it was very, very successful. But the, the origins are always the, the, the game gems and uh, doing basically stupid and uh, silly stuff that no one else would like to do and experimenting a lot and killing your babies, your ideas, <laughs> uh, even the, the same enthusiasm as, as you create them, I guess. Like, working super hard is, is, is really amazing because there is such an amazing, creative vibe in here. Like, I guess everyone here has got their own projects, something private that they do in their own spare time like so they do stuff for super hot and they come back home and they do like music uh, films they 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 create their own games it's it's really inspiring to work here but i know that everyone says that but it really is you know because mm -hmm. you you really want to come here and like jam and like brainstorm with those people Sorry, I, I don't know what was. Oh your no. No, <laughs> no, 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 that was great. That was I yeah. love, love that. That's awesome content. That's, cool. that's a lot of passion right there. That's yeah, that's I love it. It's a good place. I, I had a lot of shitty jobs, so like, and I think that I had them so I could compare uh, to 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 the jobs that I had right now, to the job I have right now, and appreciate it because like if if I haven't been doing though those those bad shitty jobs like working construction sometimes or you know uh working in a bar or whatever uh i wouldn't appreciate the, the the you know thing that we have here yeah for sure because still it's a pretty small group you know it's like at the moment it's 15 guys so and for us it's very huge because it used to be like nine or ten and mm -hmm. like we talk very often like, oh, damn, we're becoming a corporation now, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know the names of everyone. It's 15, man. <laughs> who's the new guy? <laughs> yeah, who's the new guy? Man, he's like working half a year. Really? Damn. <laughs> so, so, Simon, um, uh, for the average listener who might not know what Super Hot is, would you like to okay. briefly describe from your... Yeah. Of course, of course. So, uh, Super Hot is a first-person shooter that in which time moves when the player moves. So, basically, imagine uh, shooting your opponent, and if you do not move, if you don't do anything else, the bullet will stay. And after that, mm, 
it changes all the mechanic that you're being that you're used to with traditional FPS because uh, FPS games uh, because you're used to really rapid, immediate action in usual shooters. And in Superhot, you might say that the action kind of waits for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are very close to the action, and your every decision counts. It's kind of like a turn-based shooter, but in real time. And it was actually one of the ideas for Superhot, that uh, let's try doing turn-based shooter in real time, real life. Uh, so your every action counts in a way that it moves time and it's like it's easy to describe but it's the best way to 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 experience it to play it yeah mm-hmm. yeah stan and i uh we were playing it before recording and it's just in- absolutely incredible like i i liken it to a a first person shooter combat puzzle game yeah yeah, when- yeah. Because like when you st- when you stop moving, you have time to like figure out your next option. Oh, should I throw this bottle? Should I yeah. like throw my gun and disarm the other guy and then run and like punch him? And the levels um, they get progressively harder and harder, so you- it makes you think more. And I love that. Uh, it was such a addicting, challenging uh, experience. And um, Stan, like, uh, what-, what was your experience like playing the game? I so I've heard of I heard Super Hot before I started playing it and then I started playing it and I was like wow this is really because I think it's it's one thing to hear about it and the hearing about it is very unique because I don't think I've ever heard of anything like Super Hot exactly but then actually playing it and then there like there's just like the one level where you're in an elevator and there's like three dudes in the elevator oh and, the elevator pitch yeah, yeah and there's like two dudes with like they all have guns and they're all about to draw it on you and it's such a small space and you have like almost no time to think and you're just like okay i'm gonna move behind this guy so this yeah. guy will shoot him and i'll grab his yeah, gun yeah, and, yeah. and so it's very it's, it's basically the essence of the game yeah it's very kinetic and then all, but also it it's like equal parts planning and then moving and in, in like a very speedy and thoughtful way that i that i appreciate a lot and and i i got to the end of the game like last week for the first time and it's yeah it's just it's just a great puzzle game that has a lot of fun action in it and and i think it's it's super super hot that's that's why that's why we wanted to get you on the show to to have you talk about it for a little bit because i feel like i feel like everybody should hear about it because i think it's fucking awesome and yeah, um, it looks awesome, but some people say like, uh, you know, the, the game is very basic. There's like no health bars and like there's no textures. There's only three colors. Like, come on, no, game. Come on. Like, no, no, no. Like, if someone argues with it, it's like they, 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 they it, it's their law to do it. You know, it's, it, they, yeah. they can do it. It's not we don't have a problem with it. But we did it on purpose. It's not that we ran out of colors or anything. Like it was a base. We decided to have three colors, so it's like very, very readable graphically, and and also uh, I'm being honest here. Like we thought, okay, so there's like six at, at the time when I joined. It was like what seven of us. And we thought, okay, so we are not going to do a Witcher. We don't know how to do Witcher. We don't have skills to that. Like. We are skilled, but we don't have time and, and resources. Mm-hmm. And people are actually waiting like already 
two years for the game. So what can we do? Like, let's make it basic. Let's make it. How can we make it opposite to to the AAA games like Call Call of Duty or with The Witcher? And so we thought, like, okay, so let's make it very basic. Like, make let's make it like three colors. Like, red is bad, white is basically dead, and not moving, and black you can use, and that's it. And we stick to it, and it actually helped a lot. Yeah. Because uh, we realized when we uh, limited ourselves and we uh, imposed this limitation on, on, on the creative process, it actually sped things up a bit because if you have too much freedom when you create stuff, uh, you don't know what to do. But when you have certain rules and limitations, like you can, you, you know how to move, what, what can you add, what can you remove. And it was actually... Uh, a lot easier to to work, mm, and it helped uh, making the game a lot more recognizable. Mm-hmm. Because like when you post a small thumbnails of a game, you will not know what what a game it what what kind of game it is. When you post a small thumb thumbnail of of super hot, it's like okay, like it's white red probably either someone monitor crashed or it's super hot. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the minimalist art style is like it's so. Like, like the color. I mean, even though the color palette is like limited, it's very stark, very bright, vibrant, and it's instantly recognizable. What you said, and I, I love the art style. I think it's absolutely Thank incredible, and I think it it lends to it's the brand awareness and and um, yeah. the art design, like the art choices are really great. And I I love how the art also ties into like the plot or like the meta narrative of the of the game where you play as the player who's in this chat room and you're hack you you hack into the game which is called super hot exe and there's still like glitches and bugs with the game and you you go into the game through cracks so i feel like the art style lends or seamlessly let uh seamlessly ties into the story very well so it's all connected it's all very polished it's all this one complete package, right? Which I I congratulate That's you guys. It's so that. great that you noticed that. that it, was, <laughs> it was supposed to be like that, and like uh, a, a lot of people don't really see it the way you see it, and it's good good for them because sometimes the interpretation that they they that they show that the, the stuff that they come up with is so crazy, and it's like a couple of mails mails that we got with explanation of our plot were so good that we felt like. Damn! Like we should write that. <laughs> it's like, yes, our ideas. That was all planned. <laughs> yes. So usually we say, yeah, of course. Like those guys are meant to be aliens, and they are stealing your bodies. That is exactly what's what we thought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so can you? Um, I want to touch on the meta narrative part. Um, was that always a part of the plan for Super High, or is that something that came later? Like, how did how did you? How did you guys come up with like that idea for doing something that is not just the game itself, but like all the surrounding um, textual things, like the the chat rooms and and the cracks and the the, the tiny mini games and stuff within the game? Uh, it came from a few things at the same time. Uh, our our main designer main director Piotr Ivanitsky he he he's got very crazy mind and uh he, most most of the ideas came came 
for him from him and uh the chat rooms and all that came from the love of the demo scene uh of the small prototype scene that was very popular back in the 80s and 90s in poland and uh so it's uh, it, it comes from a love to all this DOS and three eight six PC computers, but the plot, it was a mixture of of, of a few things. So uh, uh, okay. Um, oh, I, I don't re I don't quite remember what we're talking about. Let's talk Super Overwatch. Hot. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Who do you mean, Simon? <laughs> Overwatch. <laughs> what? What? Who do you mean? Who's your Who's your main character? Uh, no, no. I, I I would love to 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 say it's Reaper, but I suck as Reaper. It's like when I've seen the trailer, and it's like, okay, fuck, I'm I'm gonna go 100% Reaper, but no, no, I'm I'm the worst Reaper ever. I go with Divor. Or if I'm like tired or anything, I play with Junkrats because oh, you can do damage mm. with Junkrat with one hand. Basically, just tap the keyboard <laughs> and like yeah, stuff for happens. sure. Junkrat is my favorite. He's the uh, best. I love Junkrat. Um, but if I want to feel like useful and that I'm choosing something for 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 the team, I go with Diva because it's okay. You've chosen a tank, so you're a responsible adult. And yeah, same. <laughs> Yeah, we're um we're we're big fans of Overwatch. Uh, uh, yes, but like, I loved I loved no, the main you're... as um as a uh, Zarya Junkrat. Zarya. Uh, yeah, I love Zarya. She's awesome. Damn, how do you play Zarya? I like uh, I'm always impressed when I get 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 killed by Zarya. It's like, mm. and I and I thought like, good for you, sir or lady <laughs> or whoever <laughs> killed me. That was impressive. Like Zarya. Um, but like, wow. for, for, in, in, uh, in Overwatch, so when I play Zarya, uh, she's a support, but I don't actually play her as a support. Like I just blob her grenades, her grenade uh, alternate shot everywhere, and and I just <laughs> pop shields. Um, so I lo I love they're, her so much, and they're so they're so short on time. Like like it's it's she's all about timing, I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like when when Overwatch started and. We got uh, oh yeah. By the way, we got keys from 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 Blizzard. Nice. Uh, yeah, thank you, Blizzard. They are amazing. <laughs> and we, we we exchanged keys because we are just finishing up with Superhot. So we said like, okay, so um, we love each other apparently. So let's <laughs> let's exchange keys. And it's like, yeah, we love your game. Like, okay, how much do you want? And, uh, awesome. And we promised Blizzard to do uh, a video when we are playing and we even started some playtesting on Twitch but we realized that we suck so much <laughs> uh... that no one should see it that <laughs> like we were so bad at it like probably we were playing against some 8 year olds or something and getting <laughs> our ass kicked so more time to practice I mean we're, yes. we're, we're all yes. adults exactly my arguments yes I have a life yeah, we're in the office on Sundays, so... <laughs> yeah, but when we started to play Overwatch, like, our our work hours went really low. Like, it's... we are coming to the to the office, like, earlier to play a bit of Overwatch before work. So, like, <laughs> one hour or two each day. 
It's such yeah, a dangerous go, go. time sink. It's it's so like yeah. I, I promise. Like oh, okay, I'm only gonna play one match, twenty minutes, yeah. and then five hours pass. Like what? I have yes. to go to sleep. Because you think it's casual, but but it's not. It's like okay, one more, and you've got like one more, and like I need to pee, but not that much actually. <laughs> like uh, I can go through it. I don't need pee. I don't need food. I'm like, uh. <laughs> yeah, but. <it's, laughs> To be honest, it's it's such a well designed game. Like their 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 level design is impressive. Like we looked at the levels at top view and we analyzed them, and it's like they are actually very basic, but they really were well thought because like everyone knows where are the choke points. Everyone knows what part of the level is going to be the the most hard one to defend when you push the the, the payload. They are very, very well thought. That Blizzard is known for taking uh, well, well-known ideas and making like twice, three times as better, because like they haven't. All props to them. I love Blizzard every single game, but they they haven't done anything you know uh, new to the genre. Like when they started with World of Warcraft, like it wasn't like first MMO ever, but it was the best MMO ever mm-hmm. uh, because they did all the things uh, in their own way. And the same with Overwatch. Like, Overwatch is, like, when you play a different character, it's a different game, man. Mm. Like, every single character has a different style. It's like, whoa. It's very, very impressive. Like, yeah. we learned a lot from the game. For a while, we thought that, okay, so we are playing Overwatch for, for uh, research. <laughs> <laughs> oh. and, and, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I actually... Uh, I don't know how much I can say, but there will be a couple of levels uh, is, uh, inspired by Overwatch. Oh, the DLC. Cool. That's that awesome. are, wow, cool. Like, like, this is this is the only part of my job they don't don't like. You know, like I can't talk much about stuff that we do because we want them to 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 be presented. You know. Uh, in a less spoily way, we want mm-hmm. people to be surprised. So. That makes sense. Cool. Yeah, but you're here first. Hot, hot tip, hot, hot take. <laughs> <laughs> Exclusive DLC yeah. stuff. But uh, we'll we'll have everyone sign NDAs, so you'll be good. But we don't want to get you in trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, like um, we get inspired a lot by by games and movies, so. When someone finds that out and then and writes to us like, ah, is it inspired by this Chinese movie from the seventies when there is this scene? Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. That's awesome. So I, this should be I a know you guys have been doing a lot of uh, like amazing developments with Superhot. So uh, two of the biggest things we want to talk about and get your thoughts on. Uh, one, the Superhot card game, which was uh, re- recently finally <laughs> complete on Kickstarter. So correct, congratulations. I, and, uh, I, 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 um, I backed it this morning. Late backer. I did it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. And the other thing was uh, Superhot VR. So can you tell us uh, about those two projects, how they came out about, and uh, what else can we expect from the super hot team in the future okay. besides the dlc uh so the card game we to be honest we w- weren't very sure about the, about it and uh we are contacted by these guys that uh are actually making their business of creating uh all sorts of desktop not, not desktop uh, you know 
tabletop cards and all that. Yeah, yeah tabletop. Yeah, thank you. Tabletop games, and uh, they showed us the brief, and it was like, okay, like let's 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 play this and let's see how it works. And uh, one thing that sold us to it was the fact that they offered multiplayer. Uh, because like multiplayer in Superhot was one of the things that we wanted to do from the very beginning, but uh, but 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 how you know? It's like we've got a lot of ideas and like at least a couple of mails per week that that tell us, okay, let's do a multiplayer. And I basically write back to people, we will pay you if you will tell us how. And people say, shit, I don't know. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so they offered us multiplayer in a card game based on Superhot and actually when you play through it uh, you, you have the feeling that, that there is this tense uh, moment that you are actually moving time you have influence on, on, on the time so it's a weird game because like we are not uh, tabletop gamers so we were very hesitant at the beginning, but uh, the guys from from Boards and Dice really delivered, and and it's it's surprisingly good. Not that we were expecting something else, but we 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 thought it's very speci- very weird game to to transform into a you know card game. But have you have you play tested it? Have you tried it? We haven't play tested yet, and. For, well, for me, um, my day job, I work as a convention manager at okay. a tabletop gaming company. So it's called oh. Success. So I actually go to a ton of tabletop gaming conventions, like, like especially the big ones in the United States, like Gen Con, Origins Game Fair, Gamma, um, PAX, uh, Penny Arcade Expo. Later this year, they're, they're starting their own uh, exclusively tabletop gaming conventions called PAX Unplugged. That's going to be in in November in Philadelphia, so that might be a great, great uh, convention for the super hot team to come and demo uh, the card game as well. Um, so I'm hoping, at least for Gen Con and Origins, which are happening later this summer, uh, I'm going to see if uh, Boards and Dice are, are going to be there to see if the super okay. is being demoed. But uh, I'm, okay. I'm, there's a lot of videos, uh, especially on the Kickstarter video on on how the game works. Uh, it's yeah, basically I've seen like, a bunch uh, of those. Mm-hmm. It's it's a ba- it's a basically uh like a single player or with the the new expansions a multiplayer deck building game and yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it looks so much fun it keeps all of the aesthetics of the game and and you know I I, I think I think how they adapted to the adapted the original game into a card game form it like it like it's so crazy how it transitions that experience into yeah. a tabletop yeah, experience. Yeah, it, 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 it's I, I surprising it. That, that they managed to pull it off. Yeah. But, like, how? when did the explosion of the tabletop happen? It's like, I know it's a, it's a, it, it's a off-topic question, but it's it was surprising for me, like, because in Poland it happened, like, I don't know, like, five, six years ago, and it was, like, sudden. Yeah. Movies. Like, you, you started to go to the parties yeah, instead it's... of, like, watching, I don't know, stupid YouTube cat <laughs> videos. <laughs> Uh, to play games. Yeah, like, it's whoa. definitely it's a, there's a huge boom, especially like starting in the 2010s, like 2010, 2011. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like we've actually talked with a bunch of people, a, a bunch of industry people. Um, one of our friends was doing a documentary about this. A, a documentary. It hasn't been released yet, but his name is James Pride. He, he's he was working on this documentary to try to gauge like how like. Not specifically within tabletop, like how role playing affected people's lives, and what you find a lot of a lot of these interesting mm. people saying, video games have been going around uh, up and up like the last couple of decades, 
Um, And unfortunately as well, like the big players, they moved away from that classic couch play experience you have in video games into like everyone's Mm -hmm. playing on their own computer, but everyone's online so they can play together, but not really at the same time. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, you just had scores of people and people who really latched on to the social aspect of gaming. Like, I think all games are social, but, like, with tabletop games in general, you can can actually be in the same room. You can actually, like, joke around and just just be having quality time in the same room. Yeah, Um, that's that's huge. I haven't thought about it that way. Thank you. Yeah, because it was surprising for everyone in Poland. Like, right now, it's it's normal to get drunk and play. Like, yeah. (laughs) Building on top of that, board game bars where like bars or like actual like taverns yeah. where you can get drunk and they, they you can rent out and play games i mean that's yes. that's huge over here as well yes the, especially the with jenga <laughs> jenga no, jenga is like the big thing that you see i mean i know that they have like there are certain bars where they have other board games and stuff like that that you rent out from the bar or whatever it is but a lot of the things that you see is like giant tabletop jenga which get a bunch of drunk people involved it turns a little dangerous sometimes but it's a lot of fun to play Uh, how do you play jenga in states with connected to drinking i uh sorry to coming back to for for coming back to to drinking all the time (laughs) no that's fine fine. i'm not mad at it no i I don't want to hit the stereotype that polish people drink all the time it's 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 only every second day we all drink all the time. Uh, Americans drink all the time too. You're fine. You're good. So it's it's only two ta- two times during work hours, and it's only before sleep, and only when you wake up. So it's not that much. Uh, but I came across this this variation of Jenga when lose, you drink a shot of vodka, and mm. people get hammered like within hours it's like it's 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 scary but do you have it as well in states or is it like uh, i'm sure so no but we will we will <laughs> a, i mean i feel like i feel like everyone has their own like variation on how like when you drink or something like that like usually like if we play yeah. it if you knock the whole thing over you have to like chug whatever you're drinking yeah. Which, if you have been nursing it the whole time, you now have a giant glass of whatever the fuck you're drinking that you have to go through. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it, I think it just varies between how, between each crowd and how fucked up you want to get. <laughs> it's really yeah, and like it goes. this is one time when I played it. Like when we are finishing it, I realized like, okay, so I the rules are I have to drink when I lose, but I've been drinking right now because I won. And now <laughs> we have to drink because he is drinking. So mm. that's a that's, that's uh, a lot of alcohol. Drink- <laughs> like so, the rules were evolving while we were playing. So yeah, that's funny. That's that awesome. ha- yeah, that was happen though. <laughs> uh, is, is Jenga your favorite game, or is there a favorite uh, tabletop board game, or do you play like uh, Dungeons and Dragons or any, anything like that? I really. It's uh, Carcassonne. Do you know it? Mm. It's, no. it's, it's, the, it's the one game when you, when I guess it's German. Uh, when you start, you Ow. basically create your map, and uh, you spread resources, and each player puts a token of his land. It's hard to explain. I'm very bad with, with tabletop. 
but but I used to play a lot of uh, RPGs and role playing games. Like most of them were like a bit of Warhammer and mm. a little bit of of Vampire Masquerade, but we had very very bad uh, game masters. So uh, yeah, but uh, most we all most we all play D and D. D&D. We all we, um I used to play. Like, I have. Do you mean a, for, a Warhammer 40k, like the miniature wargaming game, or like yeah. uh, like in the office we have currently players that play Warhammer, the new Age of Sigmar one, mm-hmm. and half of the office pl- played uh, Magic: The Gathering, including me. Mm-hmm. But then I realized, like, okay, so I'm doing magic, I'm I'm, I'm doing jujitsu, I'm doing drawing, and I'm I'm trying to learn this. Year. Like, okay, something needs to go, and so so I it was magic, but Magic: The Gathering, like it's, this is this is such an amazing game. It's like what and uh, and because like when you think about it, they created a genre that they are still the best at. It's like, they have no competition. Imagine, like, mm-hmm. ma- making a making a whole new genre in whatever games, and people trying to copy you, and, like, no one can do it better than you. Because, like, mm-hmm. you have, what, Yu-Gi-Oh! And, uh, what? What else? Pokemon. Pokemon, okay, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, But, yeah, Mad- uh, Magic has a... The, their pedigree, they've been building it for, I guess, close to, like, 20, 30 years now. Like, uh, when, yeah, I, when I first started crazy. playing Magic, yeah, um, when I first started playing Magic, uh, I was at like elementary school down for a, a long while. And now, um, they're good. Actually, I think it's, uh, two weekends from now, they're going to be re- doing the pre release event for their next, uh, new set, which is amazing. It's going to be, it's called Amonkhet. It's all based on Egyptian yeah, yeah, yeah. mythology. I'm so Ooh. excited for it. <laughs> yeah. I can't. Ah, it's like I can't go back. It's an no, it's, it's expensive hobby. I, I understand. And no, it's not really expensive. Like Warhammer is expensive hobby. Like oh, that's true. That's true. The, those minis. Oh my god. This is expensive hobby. But but uh, uh, magic is is horrifying because like you can find something for yourself. Like few of the guys from the office, they they are in it because of the transactions. Like they love to find this special rare card they think is going to be very popular, and they sell it or they hold to it and sell it later. Mm-hmm. Another, our level designer Panos loves it because he can uh, tweak the, the 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 gameplay actually, so he can like create his own decks, and he looks all the time in the meta. What is the new meta, and like what kind of color should he use, and like he he loves it because he likes to tweak stuff and make all the crazy new transitions mm-hmm. so like everyone there is something like you know i i hobbies that i start usually uh i i start them because of the visual aspect i'm, I'm like i like pretty things you know so <laughs> when i've seen when i when i've seen magic like i didn't really care about the rules like okay there are pictures i i like it like that's it, and then I realized that I can create my own decks and basically change, have a new gameplay every single new release. It was like crazy, mm-hmm. like because the the game right now, uh, if they keep keep at it as, as as they go right now, I went through cards from my friends like 
20 years they were 20 years old mm. and the game changed so much it's mm-hmm. crazy how it changed the, the, the mechanics like the people that design it they are they are amazing i would love to talk to them um yeah i uh, i actually uh i know stan was at a uh, a summit recently he met someone from wizards of the coast and wizards of the coast well, uh nice. create uh magic the gathering yeah, yeah. um but um i, I, I know right? i know it. i'm sorry it was one guy that did it, like some some student. Oh, uh, oh god, uh, uh not Steve Jackson. Oh my gosh, um, I'm bad with names as uh, well. So, I should. Oh, it's uh, Richard Richard Garfield is the name that's popping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was one guy, one guy, one guy basically created a whole new genre. Mm-hmm. Damn it! Yeah, it's incredible. Actually, if you ever go go to the uh, United States uh, in the near future, you should visit uh, Seattle, Washington. Um, because like Wizards, uh, Wizards of the Coast is stationed there, and so basically, um, that's like the hometown of Magic the Gathering. Because like, the, the, um, actually, I was there for um, Emerald City Comic Con, which was back in like early March. Um, that was that was our first time exhibiting, and actually, our products are 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 really they're really popular with Magic. Uh, so I don't know if you heard of the counter ring. It's basically a ring that counts from 0 to 99, it clicks and locks into place from 0 to 99. Whoa, so like show me. Counts up and down, so you can keep track of life points. Uh, oh, or, man. Yeah, so yeah. It's insanely oh. popular with Magic players, so uh, especially for like commander format. Uh, but yeah, so go to Seattle, there's like tons of Magic players. Um, there's a particular board game bar that I went in Everett. Uh, I highly recommend it. It's called AFK Tavern. Um, so visiting there go to afk tavern uh ask for a guy named talon and he's he's one of my friends <laughs> ask there's talon and it's so badass it's like whoa go to the tavern and ask for talon <laughs> tell him chris sent you <laughs> i'm here yeah this sounds like this sounds like the beginning of a DD quest yeah <laughs> it does but uh, amazing but yeah so it's great yeah so ever got a washington that's like a huge, huge uh, uh, episode for Magic, especially PAX West, which is coming up. It's usually Labor Day weekend, so like between September 1st and 4th. Um, I, last year was my first PAX West, and they basically rented out the entire strip uh, on Pike Street. And there's like this little alley that, that curves off the main street, uh, and they basically created like a Magic Street Fair. Uh, this is when, what's it called? The, the last set. Um, the name escapes me at the moment, but it was all steampunk themed. So they, they had like this giant clockwork horse and like a, a bazaar, and they were hanging out like free swag. Like like this guy came to our booth with a giant box of boosters and just gave it to us for free. And and they were doing like tournaments and stuff. So uh, and you had like exclusive all the info about the set like way, months way before it actually came out. So. Nice. You love magic, so bring bring the whole super hot team and and have fun. <laughs> yeah, we would love to go. I know we will not. It's not this. It's pretty expensive to go to the states for us still. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. 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 Uh, GDC, you have uh, uh in uh in Germany, right? I think that, yes. that that just happened a couple like a couple weeks ago. Some of the guys will probably go for the Amaze event in Berlin. Do you know? Do you know this Amaze? Uh, I don't. I haven't heard of any. The only other big event I know in Germany was uh, Spiel, uh, Spiel 26, uh, okay. the giant tabletop game. game convention. Okay. 
No, Amaze is pretty pretty unique because it's uh, this uh, hipster indie game festival. When you okay. have games like when you control games from the previous year was multiplayer game when you were controlling dicks and you had to basically insert one dick oh, into another dick and it was I know this was, game. It, it, you know it. Yeah. So, I've, so, seen, I've seen I've seen YouTube videos. It's it's horrifying and so funny. It's horrifying and it's funny and uh, you were controlling the game with dildos and in the end of the day some lady uh, stole one of them and ran away and took a selfie okay. when she was running away. So oh. yeah, it, it, it's a pretty cool 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 party. A pretty cool. Where cool is this? Cool. Why have I not played it yet? <laughs> Exactly. Oh, I got a little too happy about that. You said the word. I got a little too happy about that, but I'm fine with it. No, the, the game is actually very cool because it's not about dicks; it's about sharing. Yeah, it's called it's called genital just jesting. like our podcast. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so genital jousting. I think, wasn't that like uh, digital? No, it might be some some. Uh, okay, I okay, I I think I can't re- I can't recall. Uh, it started as a game jam in Berlin, okay, uh, and it, yeah, it was released fully in April 2016. Uh, you can just look up general jousting on YouTube, and you just find yes. like the craziest let's play videos. So so check okay. it out, Ryan. <laughs> I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, Berlin is a is a festival that have like tons of games like that. Like you play games controlled with bananas or like weird VR games that have no no ending or whatsoever. Like really fun and weird place when every single weird project is welcome. So Amaze is pretty amazing, I guess. That's, that's, awesome. that's really cool. So I, yeah, and it's very very niche. It's not not not. Not a huge, you know, game con when you have like a lot of cosplayers and like you know thousands of people. It's it's pretty small. It's so cute. Mm. Okay, cool, cool. I'm um, totally gonna watch this now. Mm. I'm excited. <laughs> uh, so, 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 are you, so it sounds like you're a huge fan of conventions. Like you obviously go to the gaming ones. Do you go to any other ones like like anime conventions or like uh, game conventions? To be honest, like I love anime and manga. But in Poland, I don't know how it is in the States, but in Poland, I don't really get along well with manga mostly because a lot of them are weird. It's like, it's like, uh, I, I don't have a problem with what people wear, how, how, how they look. It's like sometimes communicating with like pure, you know, manga anime fans. Mm. It's, it's, it's hard. It's like they are like different human beings and it's like i think okay so but we love the same thing so am i weird as well or is my weirdness not at the same level as theirs like it's hard you know so i don't really enjoy going to to anime or or, or manga conventions even though i love it i Mm. i i've been watching anime since like i knew it's anime like in in poland anime exploded I would say in the 90s, beginning, no one really knew that we are actually watching anime because it was aired as uh, this this rip-off from Italian television, Mm. Italian dubbing. So we thought that we are watching actually Italian cartoons, not 
Japanese <laughs> Wow. Okay. So yeah. So when we actually grow up, grown up, and we ah, so this is Japanese. Oh, so it's manga. Like, what is it exactly? And beginning of 2000s, like it really got huge, and we got lots of newspapers and like magazines that were covering manga and anime. Uh, but uh, the, the 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 fandom of manga and anime in Poland is it's, I I don't understand the kids and most <laughs> of the manga right now or anime it's it's not really too good for me uh, like all the shonen stuff it's not that I I hate it because well hate is a bad word. Mm. I don't really enjoy it when I see patterns. Like, for example, the main mm. hero goes through some kind of, I don't know, explosion, oh, I don't know, whatever, yeah. and yeah, he finds something, and you know that he's going to find a girl. It's a crypt, or is it like a rock and shining? There is going to be a girl, right? Mm. Mm. If he's a main hero, probably he's this, you know, uh, spiky hair dude that is like, he's got all these ambitions and all that, and he's got this one nemesis guy that he doesn't like at the beginning, but later they get get along with their friends. It's like, <clears throat> it's the same story all over again. And, and, you, and you see the patterns and, and you feel that you are basically treated as an idiot mm. because like, turn to like something because new stuff is, is, is dangerous and not safe to, to present, right? Japanese are playing, playing it safe mostly right now. Oh, I mean, there's, it's it's actually a very troubling time for the anime industry because yeah, yeah, um, they're underpaid as far as I know. Yeah, you know, the hour like e- even worse so like uh, the, the hours are like incredibly, incredibly long. Uh, there's uh, there's a shortage of like animators like just a shortage yeah, yeah. of people working in the industry right now. Uh, the pay is crazy. Like in, in terms of like hours invested and returns, it's just um, it's it's very troubling. Um, at the same time, there's still like uh, especially the last couple of years, like the amount of proliferation of like new stuff and new exciting, it's, it's like it's crazy. But at the same time, this this weird dichotomy of like I don't know, it's it's very strange. Um, it's strange. I I read about it and I thought, okay, so there's maybe no money in animation in Japan, but it's like impossible, right? It's part of their their life right now. Mm-hmm. And what I heard, it's the problem is that money goes to not to the studios but to the owners of the title so mm. the producers and the guys in the suits so the regular guys that the animators the people that should you know be filthy rich right now um, are not you know having their dough so uh, there was a similar situation with manga as far as i remember i don't want to lie it was like 70s or 80s and a lot of manga artists were underpaid, and they went on a strike. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, basically screwed that. Like, if you're not going to draw anything, how are you going to make your money? So they they, they switch from some like irrationally low pay to something higher. But still, manga artists are not. They should be paid more. Uh, thinking about mm-hmm. how how many pages they they release per month, it's it's crazy. No. Yeah, the the yeah. the work cycle uh, of like, especially if you're a manga uh, that's being published, something like Shonen Jump. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the turnover rate is extremely fast, and it's a very cutthroat business. Like, yeah, if you yeah. if your ratings drop, like even like a blip, like you're you're gonna be in, in danger of being canceled immediately. Yeah, and, yeah. And, 
Um, so it's it's a very very competitive, very cutthroat, like kind of terrifying place to work. I mean, it's it's incredible, but like uh, it's also. I mean, I I I haven't I I I um I've done like a lot of homework on this. I've never actually like, mm. created my own comic or created my own work like that, but. Just like seeing these stories, like I, you know, just you know, pay and support your content creators in general. That's like the bottom line. It's like support your artists, um, and yeah. The, I, I'm I'm not sure why Japanese are not Japan or Japanese, whatever. They're not embracing all these Patreons and Kickstarters and all that. Like right now, you need publishers, and I think that Japan has a problem of. Um, clinging to tradition, whatever the tradition is at the moment. So if they are got used to something, uh, so the state of publishing, okay, so you need to go to Shonen, whatever, Jump Weekly or Kodansha, and then you publish it every week, and after that you have to have your tome release, and after that you'll have your anime. Like, no, like, screw that. Like, go directly to the web. Like, if you're becoming popular, people will give your money. Like, mm-hmm. you don't have to, you know, go for the magazines or, or give, you know, your own money that you should earn. I don't know why they are, they, they are still holding to that. Mm-hmm. I know that some of the uh, comic books in Japan or manga that became popular were actually very popular online. But it's not mm-hmm. as huge as, as far as I know, in Korea. In Korea is it's, it's far bigger market. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if One Punch Man wasn't only online, the original, not not the. One Punch Man started as a as a web comic, uh, by yeah, exactly. one, and then and then yeah. One Punch Man was picked up by uh, Shonen Jump, and then the art was redone by Yosuke Murata. Yeah, the guy uh, from Ice Shield 21 or something. Yeah, exactly. I love that anime. It's so good. Oh. Yes, yes, me too. Mm-hmm. I never really like was into. I never really was into you know American football because mm-hmm. I didn't really understand it. But after the manga and anime, I'm like, oh damn! Yeah, you can <laughs> like hit people with full force. Like damn. for those who don't know what Ice Shield 21 is, it's basically an American football <laughs> anime mashed up with like. Power Rangers, Super Sentai, like, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah, so yeah. the main character is a running back, um, but he has, like, this special power where you can actually see vectors, and then he can, like, he's, like, super fast, so he can dodge and do like, these crazy anime, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, acrobatic moves, and it's it's hilarious. Like, I, I'm i not really, it's so good. It's called Ashil 21, and I'm not typically, a, like, a sports guy, but if you give me a sports anime, I will consume it, like, slam dunk for your for, for <laughs> yeah, basketball. Sure. Initial D for drift driving or or high Q for yeah. volleyball. It's insane. I love it. I, I started watching it. I'm, I'm in like fifth episode or something. I'm surprised. I never really enjoyed volleyball, but the anime is great. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. <laughs> and after I so, 21, I actually went to local uh, American football club. Oh no way! <laughs> yes, and I said like, oh, I I, I want to try it, and like they destroyed me. I was like, okay, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Did you show up in like, actually, like the I Shield Twenty One jersey and you had like the bias with the helmet? <laughs> Please tell me you did no. that. No, we didn't have it back in the day. I would love it. Uh, <laughs> That's cool. So, uh, what are your favorite anime? Uh, I wouldn't be original, I guess. Uh, it's Cowboy Bebop, yes. definitely. Yeah, it was yeah. just uh, the nineteenth anniversary. I think like today or yesterday. That's yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. And after that, I would say it's Samurai Champloo. 
but definitely Cabo Divo. Yeah, yeah Shinichiro Watanabe, just, his, his work is incredible. Um, I'm not yeah. sure if he's worked on anything recently. I think I think he worked on Space Dandy, which is basically like Cowboy yeah. Bebop, uh, but <coughs> crazier. Yeah, Space Dandy, I, I enjoyed it for the animation part, but it really, like, it, it was weird for me. I'm yeah. not, I, I got bored. I, I browsed through it to see all the Sakuga parts. I don't mm-hmm. know if I, I said probably it's animation style or. I'm enjoying. I'm, I'm, I'm going to use the Uncle Google. Wait. Okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Kaguya is just so incredible. Um, it still stands over time, and, and like yeah. Watanabe, he just mixes like the like jazz and like space opera or like yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like and like jazz and, and space opera. So we're talking like jazz meets the Fifth Element opera singer. But but better. That's what I feel like have in my head right now. I feel like I now that I think of it. I, I think Fifth Element came out after after Bebop. Or maybe the same. I'm not. I'm not sure now. Um, you know, it's I'm getting sure re-released well. in theaters, right? I'm sorry. It's getting re-released into theaters. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, uh, re-released. I, okay. Whoa. Mm-hmm. But but no, not. But the, the the original movie. Are they recording it from 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 zero? I think uh, I I know at least here in, in Washington D.C. Uh, the movie's being re-released in a couple of theaters. Um, uh, it's one of those okay, cool yeah. classic movies where it's, it's always going to be yeah. um, re-released. I know um, Luke Basson, um He's working on that new movie. Uh, it's called like Valerian. Valerian, the, yeah, based on the comic. The, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's really great because like from from that story that that comic book was something that he was a fan of for as a kid and he wanted to do it forever. And fifth element was kind of his way of making that movie, but not making the same time. But now he's actually working on the property. So it's really for for Luke Besson. I haven't read the comic book. Actually I haven't heard about it until the the trailer. So uh, I was surprised because I, I, I thought I knew the classics. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Cowboy, Cowboy Bebop was was a shock to me, and up to this point, like it's surprisingly original, like because you, it's you, you don't have those those patterns in in the plot that you have throughout the history of uh, you know Japanese animation. Mm-hmm. Like okay, the main the main guy is a kind of crazy, uh, weird, but that that's. You, you cannot really compare him to, to any other character mm. uh, in other anime genres. Of course, okay, you will find some examples, but they are very, very original concepts and very mm, distinct way that they are presenting their plot and uh, playing around with your expectations. Like the first episode, I think, mm. is the most representative for a whole, whole series. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, someone told me, and I, or I read it, that it wasn't really popular in Japan. When it uh, when it uh, was aired, and it, mm-hmm. it became quite popular after it kind of went back from from the you know Europe and States, mm-hmm. and Japanese said, oh, so this is popular back like back in the you know United States, like let's let's check mm-hmm. it because it was so weird, it was so different. Yeah, because it what it was like the fusion of like the jazz and hip hop and the uh, uh, I'm sorry the bebop music yeah. and and two um it's it was one of like. It, it came out at the same time of like it was one of the three Western animes. We had like Cowboy Bebop, uh, Trigon, and like and uh, what's it called? Oh, Outlaw Star, which are all like Star. They're, they're all like space operas. All like 
had like a lot of spaghetti western influences um and um i at the time growing up like cowboy people was huge on the on like the tsunami adult swim block uh which was yeah quite a long time ago and like you said before this is incredible storytelling and like I, I really enjoyed the fact that each episode was a session so you could watch it yes on its own and you don't necessarily yeah, yeah. watch it like overall but if you do watch it overall there is an overall s- story arc but it's it's more so like a character driven story which i really really enjoy exactly exactly and it's not it's not like you have those fights when they talk for like far four episodes i'm going to hit you now no you're not mm. going to hit you hit me because i'm more powerful <laughs> yeah. than you no not really i'm more powerful than you because i've been training for the past five episodes oh <laughs> show me boom end of the episode mm. so i don't get me wrong I, I i love dragon ball and i i love naruto but like like one fight lasts yeah. like episodes so and I, after I some that. time, like it, it gets repetitive. Like I, I stopped watching and reading Bleach. I don't know if it's finished or not. Like it I is. Bleach actually finished, finished up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah after like fifteen years, same with, with Naruto. But but One Piece is still going on. One Piece is going to go on for like the next twenty years. I feel like. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but One Piece <laughs> is it, it, it's 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 different. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's an exception, I guess. Okay, but uh, uh, I'm not sure if we are not coming off off topic with all this. Just like we no, always, no, no, this is fine. <laughs> okay, we're cool. we're way off topic, but it's fine because like our our show's full of tangents, but we love. If you're fine with it, Simon, we're fine with. It. No, I'm 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 fine because I I don't want to mm-hmm. break. You've got Sony PlayStation headphones, right? I do. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because like I I didn't want to you know. If you had like one theme for it, and you will say, "Oh, it's Simon from Superhot," and oh, no, they are talking about anime. They well, like no, that's fine. Uh, 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 a couple episodes ago, we had Philip Jones from from uh, from Gamer X and from Twenty Sixty Four Read Only Memories, and we started talking about like pro wrestling, and, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and so it's fine. The tangents are great. Yeah, Super Nerd Pals is okay. a lot of, is about like friends, like bullshitting so you're okay. you're you're right at home simon don't worry about it that's cool that's cool <laughs> one, one uh, of the podcasts uh i only wanted to say that one of the podcasts that i really loved to listen was was sidebar podcast and the only thing that they had was the the name uh of the the guest and it was like improvised from from the start to the end and it was amazing it was great because like they were geeking out constantly and it was like exchanging uh, inspiration and it was supposed to be about art and comic book culture but they were talking about you know so they were very, they were very natural because of that so yeah. I, I think that if you let it go and you don't have this like rigid structure to something it, it's more organic and it's more pleasant to listen yeah and we find out things about people that we don't know like we didn't know you like anime but here you are yeah. that's awesome <laughs> yeah um, and uh, you also mentioned like jujitsu, you like martial arts. That's awesome. Like I- I'm not sure if right. anyone else practices martial arts, but uh, I practice a bit of jujitsu, uh, like uh, Northern Shaolin Kung Fu, Taekwondo, and, and Kendo. So I talk about like martial arts all day. Um, really? But, uh, yeah. Um, but uh, oh, actually, I actually okay. I wanted to ask you before. Uh, how are you on time? We we can go like for for another I don't know half an hour or something because like I think that most of the material that we have is is me 
cursing or trying to log in. So <laughs> uh, and just blame on Skype. It's, Let's it's actually... no one's fault. It's all Skype's fault. We're gonna send them yeah, like, you, a, an angry email. <laughs> uh, all right, cool. Uh, so uh, is that someone talk like martial arts? Like, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be right yeah, we'll... back. Okay. Right. So you guys keep okay, going. No problem. Cool. Yeah. So, but but do, do you train anything? Yeah. So um. So I starting. I think starting like like. So maybe it was when, when I was like ten or eleven. Yeah. Uh, I started practicing Taekwondo for man. I, I think like three or four years. Maybe uh maybe like four years. Which one? So ITF Taekwondo. WTF. Oh um uh yeah. WTF. And, WTF. and, uh, yeah, and, uh, I was, uh, second done. Um, oh. so I was really happy about that. Um, and right. then I moved on to, like, I, 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 I dabbled in a, a lot. So after Taekwondo, I found a kendo school, like, right nearby my house, and I practiced kendo. From Taekwondo to kendo. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I love weapon, weapons based martial arts, and, um, and kendo was something I, I wanted to do for a long time. I just didn't know. And uh, uh, incidentally, uh-huh. there was one right down by my house. I didn't know about it for the longest time, but I practiced for that for about a year. Uh, I had to stop because uh, of college. But then in college, I picked up Northern Shaolin Kung Fu, which okay. was a, was was really fun. Um, I also did a bit of Jiu Jitsu. Like, I'm sorry. Uh, Northern Shaolin is like pr- praying mantis. It's, it's the same. Uh, or? Uh, have you seen uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender? Oh my god! Yeah, of course. Uh, firebending. Firebending is basically Northern Shaolin. Okay, okay. So <laughs> Thank you. Thing. Yeah. So it's based on like um really fast, aggressive sh- like uh uh like punches, like straight punches, and like lots of like really crazy um like s- spin moves. Uh, and like, okay. if you watch Avatar, you'll know exactly what Northern Shaolin Kung Fu is, and it's okay. It's a really cool I will one. have I will have a good good argument to rewatch Korra again, I guess. Yes. Oh, so good. Um, and after that, um, I did some Wing Chun. Um, Wing some Chun. Kudo, what okay. now? Wing Chun. Have you seen uh, uh Ryan? Have you seen It Man? Yeah. Like Donnie Yen? Of course. Uh, yeah. I only, only haven't seen the. I haven't seen the 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 first part, but I've seen the first two. Okay. Yeah. The first movie. Was, I think the first movie had the greatest fight scenes. Um, yeah. You know, they're, they're, they just confirmed a couple weeks ago they're making It Man four. Oh my god! Uh, um, too much. Um, I'm kind of excited about it. There was a rumor. I don't know if it's true or not, but they're saying they're saying like Jackie Chan's gonna be there. He's gonna be playing like a triad crime boss, and then Jackie Chan and Diane <laughs> fight. I hope that's real because I want to see that so badly. They had Sammo Hung in the second part, right? I'm sorry. Uh, Sammo, Sammo Hung. Yes. Hung. Yeah, Sammo Hung Sammo was Hung. there. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I lo- that was such a crazy fight scene. Um, yeah, it was very, very creative. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Donnie and he's a very good. Uh, mm, how how do you call this job? Basically, when you design fight scenes, right? Okay, I, I, okay. I choreographer. Yeah. Choreographer. Okay, yeah. So I've seen some behind the scenes, uh, and he's very good with like camera angles. He did mm-hmm. like five minutes of explanation how to set up a punch with an angle of a camera. So it looks real and powerful, and basically it was like the same movement all all the time, but he placed the camera from different angles to show the difference. He he's an amazing guy. I didn't know that he's, he's so good. So probably mm. he designed the fight on 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 the table. Mm. Mm. It was very good. It's awesome. Oh, right right now, do you, 
So you still train? Yeah. So right now, um, I, I've been searching around for new schools. Um, so there's a, there's a Taekwondo school in the area. I found another Kendo school, but <laughs> I, I, I don't know if it's like, I, I like to dabble. I, I know for some people, like we take forever, or like, well, in general, it takes forever to really master martial art, but there's so many, many styles out there. I just want to try them all. Um, so there's actually this school nearby that teaches both ninj- uh, ninjutsu and and <laughs> so I really want to try that one because like it's a lot of like grapples and holds and like lots of yeah, like yeah, yeah. stuff. Um, how about you? Uh, I started martial arts uh, in primary school. I did uh, Shotokan karate, karate mm. uh, for like two years and. Uh, I'm not a bully or anything, or I'm, I'm not very aggressive, but I stopped doing karate because uh, I had a small, well, argument. And I was in primary school, so come mm. on, like, get, cut me some slack. <laughs> mm. uh, some argument with my friend, and I kicked him uh, in a chest. Oh, using, and like, a, like a, a front kick? Yeah, it was like, uh, it's called Osotogari or whatever, like like mm. a sidekick. Oh, right? sidekick. And it was okay. like, it was like very, very gentle, and like basically, I wanted to push him away because he was very, very like basically being a dick. Mm-hmm. And the trainer, the, the the sensei, told me that oh, you cannot use it to, you cannot use the karate for for fighting. You you can only use it for like self development. Like and I, and I was like, mm, I don't know, twelve or thirteen. I was like, this is a martial art, like. Uh, you should tell me like I shouldn't be aggressive. You should tell me like oh, it's, I shouldn't. I should be smarter and not using my, my my strength. But you're telling me we are training martial arts, not for fighting. So what are we doing it for? Mm. So I, I I got angry with him and I thought like this this is stupid. I'm not going to kick air for, for the last remaining part of my life. Mm. Mm. After that, I found Jeet Kune Do. Oh, Jeet Kune Do. You know yes. it? Yeah, yeah. Bruce Lee's martial so, art. Yeah, uh, Grandmaster <laughs> yeah, Danny Santo. Yes, yes, yeah. uh, man. <laughs> You're martial. Yeah, I, I, so, I, 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 yeah, I was martial arts been a huge part of my life, like between movies yeah. and like, uh, and my dad, my dad's a martial artist too, so I guess it runs in the family, and uh, I just, I just can't get enough of it. Yeah, so I did uh, in Poland. There are like two, we might say, branches of Jeet Kundo. Mm-hmm. One is like more traditional, uh, to more close, I, I might say, to, to to Bruce Lee, and the other one is more to like Danilo Santo. And I, mm-hmm. say, I trained one with closer to Danilo Santo, so we had a lot of trapping and a lot of uh, Filipino martial arts. Mm-hmm. So the training was weird because like we trained boxing, we trained all the trapping systems, but like. Trapping for all the people that like, because we are geeking out right now, and basically <laughs> you might be isolating <laughs> people that don't train. Trapping is all this like cool hand movements when someone's trying to hit you, but you are very close and like you're limiting his movements. Mm. So we had weapon fighting, stick fighting, and and like a little bit of grappling and and everything. So it was very cool. But uh, my dad told me that if basically he started to use. Uh, Jeet Kundo as a uh, motivator for me to, to, to study better. So mm-hmm. he said, like, if you're not going to have like good marks, I'm going to stop pay, stop paying for, for, for your training. Of course, mm-hmm. I had bad marks because I only thought about drawing and training, not studying. <laughs> so I had to stop that. And 
lastly, uh, I, I went to, uh, when I started to study and to work on my own, uh, I uh, MMA because mm-hmm. I wanted to do, I w- were watching uh, Pride Fighting Championships. You, you know the organization? Yeah. Mm, so I, I wanted to do the same stuff that they were doing. I was fascinated with Vandalay Silva and uh, Norifumi Amoto. Mm. Uh, and I went to, to this local MMA gym and they told me like, okay, so your striking is basically okay. Let's see your grappling. And my grappling like, was not non-existent. They, they told me like, okay, you're going to fight this guy like the second day of my training. And like, but you cannot hit him. So, that, so what can I do? Uh, so basically you, you were like, Pushing each other, like trying to, like, you know, mm-hmm. sweep each other. And my trainer said, like, you suck so much, you have to do <laughs> jujitsu. And I'm like, no, man, I, I want to go, the, I want to do the cool stuff. I want to fight, man. I want to do the, the stand up, you know, I want to bang, bro. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, 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 if you want MMA, you got to do jujitsu or Brazilian jujitsu. I know. Or judo, like some grappling martial art. Because like once you're on the floor, like that—that that was my weakness. Like uh, I'm very striking based, and like it kind of still bleeds over. Like done taekwondo for so long, like I, I do a lot yeah, of I kicks, so. which is I, yeah. if you get if your leg gets grabbed, you're done. And like that's something I, I want to work on. So taekyon. I don't know if I pronounce it properly. Taekyon. Uh, no. Taekyon. Uh, it's not freaking. Taekyon is a uh, Korean martial art that is basically kicking and takedowns it's it's based in korean folk culture and you can score points by either uh, kicking someone in the head or uh, taking him down so and and it looks yeah it looks awesome yeah that's crazy okay so it's like it's half grappling half striking only with legs and every single match looks amazing so Mm. okay cool yeah so basically after after that uh, I had to go to to some jujitsu classes, and I thought like, oh, this is going to be, it's going to be awful. But I'm going only to learn some you know submissions and then like leave it all and like gonna bank again. Yeah, I'm gonna have to strike. So after my first class of jujitsu, I never went back to MMA. Mm. Basically, okay. I I thought I thought that's that's the most embarrassing martial art ever that pretends to be a martial art, and it is. And it is. Let's not pretend it, it, it's not, because like for, for someone that doesn't do jiu-jitsu, if you look at it, it's basically two guys trying not to make eye contact because it will be gay, and you know, <laughs> sweat, sweat, sweating and cuddling and like. But it's also he, brutal, like like just like. Uh, it is brutal. Yeah. <laughs> but, but for someone from the outside, it's like, oh, you do martial arts, mm, right? No, but when when I started to do jiu-jitsu. I basically fell in love because how tactical it is and mm. uh, how much thinking is involved and mm. how I, I when I tapped first guy that had like 20 or 30 kilograms on me which is like what 60 pounds mm. right basically like, yes. like like I don't know something like that a lot he was heavier than me basically he, his arms were like my, my, my thighs and it's like and mm-hmm. and I choked the guy, so I was like, "Fuck!" Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's it's not about like I mean like uh, physical size; it, it plays some form, but it's about like how you yeah, channel redirect energy 
and like how and like and again being strategic like yeah, yeah. uh like based on where you're positioning or like what yeah. you have you know there's so many ways to like it's, uh put the other guy into submission and yeah and um, it's a sport that's still evolving which is also fascinating it's it's very brutal it's like i don't know any color belt that's got no injuries mm. uh, i had a couple of muscle tears and like dislocations anything so but still, I, I love it. It's, 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 it's taps in a part of my brain that it's, it's not being tapped by other activities mm-hmm. because I have the, sometimes I have the part that I need to have something in my life that it's like putting me in this weird stress situation where there is like mm-hmm. pressure and you cannot really think about anything else because you will get choked. Mm-hmm. So, like it, 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 in a way, some people say it's like brutal way of meditating, meditation. Because I definitely get that. Yeah, you you gotta like you cannot like, think you, about you gotta, your, you gotta be hundred percent focused on what you're yeah. doing, or else you're yeah. Like there's no mortgage. You had an argument with your girlfriend. Yeah, I, like no one like we will care. But right now we are we are fighting. We are sparring. So like if you will think about your girlfriend, boyfriend, your your mm-hmm. what your boss said to you, like you will get tapped. You will get choked. So, so you have to concentrate, and it's good for you for for your for your I guess state of your mind, mm-hmm. and it's also very good for you the ego because uh, a lot of guys that start to train jujitsu and they have some sort of um, understanding how how powerful they are, but they have no idea how jujitsu works. Mm-hmm. They will get tapped by smaller guys, and mm-hmm. you need to get accustomed to like defeat, being defeated constantly. Mm-hmm. Which is very good because it makes you grow in a way, makes you grow yeah. grow as a person. Yeah, yeah. that's that's great. And like, yeah. oh, what, and what, yeah. what belt are you right now, or uh, what rank? <laughs> I'm still I'm still white because okay, like, I started cool. to train. I started to train jiu-jitsu like seven years ago, mm-hmm. and I had a tear in my calf, and I had a, oh. a fracture rib. <laughs> so oh, I had for, to like stop. From, from your first session, or from like an unrelated? No, 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 no. From, from basically from, from training, we are preparing for uh, Polish uh, championships. Okay. And we are doing it too intensively. And while I was trying to throw a guy from my back, uh, something cracked in a few places at the same time. Oh, so no. I had to take a break for uh, one year, and from one year it was like seven years. Um, no, not seven, like four, but but still. But you're getting back into it now, which is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Well, not not, not getting hurt, but like just getting back into the groove thing, and like and something, yeah, something like, you love. Yeah, I I love it. Like I I stopped also doing it because like okay, I'm injured. Like I'm not going to be you know the world champion, but there is no point anymore. Like oh, it's too late. Like oh, not not any. But then I realized like, are you doing it for for the world championships or are you doing it for for fun for the activity itself? Mm. And then I realized like. I just enjoy it, so I want to do it because I enjoy it. I don't need to be, you know, the world champion. I only wanted to do it for fun, for the sake of doing it. Mm-hmm. And it changed a lot, so I, then I went back to it. Sorry. I feel that we actually stole part of the show with this martial <laughs> art game. <geekiness>. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I, I, have to be, I have to be honest with you. I find this kind of fascinating because I took karate when I was very, very young. And I only okay. took one form, and I did it from when I was six until I graduated high school, and then I was done. And I never, okay. went, I never went back to it. But I find it really fascinating because I was stuck in one world 
of mm. martial arts. And I find that actually really fascinating listening to you two go back and forth about shit that I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. I'm so sorry, still a show. I mean, I, when I studied, I sort of had a bit of both. Like we did like weapons, but very minimal. And we took the perspective. Like Japan. Of, Japanese. It was Japanese. And it was exactly what you got annoyed with okay. in primary school, where it was defense. <laughs> it wasn't about using it to hurt other people. It was only if it was necessary and from a defensive perspective. And I remember there was mm-hmm. one class where I saw uh, a, a kid that I had known for a while. He came to class and he looked like really pissed. And what had happened was, because he was still on the younger side, his dad had taken him to class that day and had pulled our sensei aside and told him that he got into a fight at school and used his training to beat the snot out of some kid. And the whole Mm -hmm. lesson, he didn't single him out, which I loved, but the whole lesson became Mm -hmm. about, this is not what this is for. It is about using it for defense purposes only like we're not teaching you this so you can hurt people that you should be here if that's what you want to do and that like that like got me because i when i took kumite after class as which you started as a green belt Hmm. i had a lot of rage when i was younger and that really helped i mean it helped to get a lot to get out all that energy during class, but there was something about sparring, whether we were doing it with our fists or Q-tips. That's what I called them. Um, (laughs) Really, that really helped. So the fact that he didn't single his kid out, even though I got singled out a bunch in class, he didn't single this kid out and made this whole lesson out of it. Like that was, that was my experience in taking karate. So I just find it really fascinating that you two go back and forth with all of this. And I was just like, I stuck with one thing for my whole life. And that is the only thing I like took well, away from it. So I thought I mean, it, it took, it's, I mean, it, it really takes you like a lifetime and more to like really, really master martial art. And like, for me, I I've done like so many and I want to try some new ones like Eskrima, which is another, uh, which is a Filipino martial art. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's so good. It's so cool. I think Ryan, I feel I feel like you would love this. It's a weapons based martial art where you either fight with like these uh maybe like two or three foot long uh sticks or staves called rattan sticks. And you oh, also fight we with did knives. Bow. I'm sorry? We did bow. Mm-hmm. But like, okay. uh, rattan sticks, like you hold one in each hand. It's so cool. And okay. you ever seen like fight scenes with like Jason Bourne like doing like the knife fights? It's like basically yeah. um a screamer. That's uh, so cool. And, like, I got to represent my homeland. So that's why, like, I love Danny Nasanto and Eskrima and Kali and Arnie's Demano. Like, in Game of Death, when him and Bruce Lee are fighting. fighting. Oh, so good. I mean, I will say this. Though, <laughs> I, I guess I guess the beauty of me sticking with it for as long as I did was that I got to be an adult black belt. So they broke everything down. I got to be an adult black belt at a very young age. I was the first girl to get my adult black belt at 15 nice. years old. Oh, so, GG. That's awesome. Yeah. So when I left going into college, I was like, I don't feel bad that I'm probably not going to go back to this because I am ending on a black belt. Like I have an adult black belt. Mm-hmm. I am like, I could teach a fucking class, which I did a couple of times. Hmm. I taught the little, the, like the wee little ones, but it was, 
it was fine. And I was like, I feel enough content. I feel content enough that like I'm ending on this note. And I, I mean, I don't, I don't regret like leaving and whatever. I spent my whole life doing it. So I was. That's fantastic. Yeah. That was great. So would you, would you, are you inspired by our conversation to dive back into another? I, I mean, it was a goal of mine, which might not happen this summer because I'm definitely not in shape. But had I stuck with my goal to like try and like get myself built cardio wise, like built back up to that sort of stamina, uh, I wanted to tap into Krav Maga actually. Oh, I did a, I did a bit which of Which is way intense from what I had done before, but I was like, I want something totally different. Krav Maga, I did a, a couple of classes in college. That is really, really brutal. But yeah, uh, that's what like, I've heard. That, that, that martial art like teaches you to fight dirty because I think in a real fight everything goes. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was okay with that. At first I was like, well I want to do like kickboxing and then I was like, you know what? If I do what I wanted to do, I will happily take something that is slightly more intense just to see what that feels like again. Yeah, yeah. Krabba will, will literally put you through the grinder. So that's I, I mean, you know what, I probably needed a couple of times. <laughs> so I'm okay with it. Simon, have yeah, you tried out Krabba no, no. I, I I thought about it uh, when I realized that I want to go back to some kind of martial arts, uh, and I realized I need a martial art that I can compete in. So I went to I went back to to jujitsu. But I thought about Krav Maga because like they are really like no bullshit styles. Like uh, so we've got this big guy and like he's got a lot of muscles. Okay, but he's got also balls. So basically, kick him there. And it's going to... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, kick him in the balls and punch him in the throat. And yeah, like, 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 like his throat off. Like then you push his eyes out, and it's like okay, next. And they, <laughs> next, they have, <laughs> they have this amazing training sessions when, for example, you fight uh, without any lights on, or they train fighting in uh, on stairs, on or in a. Mm, uh, in the bus or or, or a train, you know, where there's like restricted movement and what kind of movement can you do? How, how can you use your space for your advantage? It's something that I don't do because like I realize that my sport is very like a niche sport. I don't consider it like street martial art and uh, every single martial art is created for the created and nothing else. So let's not you know cheat ourselves like. Boxing might work on the streets, of course, because it's very basic mm-hmm. in this state. But 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 judo as well. But jiu-jitsu in some conditions, can do not really right. Mm-hmm. But Kramago was created for fighting on the streets without any weapons, and mm-hmm. considering that you are in a disadvantage, so like mm-hmm. basically destroy your opponent and run away. So so I loved about it. I, I loved the, the, this approach, but I want to compete. I want to, you know, geek out on on on, on techniques. Mm. You know, research. Mm. So Jiu-Jitsu gives me that. I never liked competing. But, I liked I liked fighting, and I liked being in class, and I liked learning things, and I liked being able to teach, especially the young kids. Yes. But I I was never one for the competitions. Yeah. I did a couple of them when I was a kid, and I was like, you know what? This is just not my thing. Because in a competition, you can't fight the same. You can't fight the same that you do in a class, or at least when I did it. The one of the times where I tried to fight the same is hmm. when I was in class. They broke us what up. What do you mean the same? So if let's say if I'm in front of my senpai or my sensei and we're and we're sparring yeah. in class, he'll sometimes 
let you get away with things that you're not supposed to get be able to get away with when you're actually fighting. So like if someone gets knocked in the head with your foot, you're not really supposed to do that, but he'll let you do it anyway. When I used to go to competitions okay. and I used to do that because it was from oh. all the different branches, they were like, no, you, you can't. And that, that divide became a little too much for me. I was like, I fight a certain way mm -hmm. in class because you're, you're teaching me to fight that way and you're letting me do that and express myself that way. I, I now you. don't have the concentration to try and limit myself in a competition. So I'm just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're in it to win it. And like, yeah, oh. right. And yeah. if I, if you're allowed to like do, and I, I, mean, I know it was because it was our branch and that's where we were doing it. Whereas when you take it from all the other branches that they had all over the city, you're supposed to be representing like your dojo. So I get why I wasn't <laughs> allowed to do it, but it still irritated the shit out of me. And I was like, I'm not going to do this because I'm yeah. not going to piss people off. Mm. So. I know. I know. But every single uh, martial art that has this sports approach suffers from that. Like, judo yeah. had to evolve a lot from, from its roots because, like, they had a lot of ground game. They call it the waza. Mm, and it wanted to be more flashy and more safe and the matches to be shorter. So they remitted the ground game, basically the jujitsu part of it, to froze only. Mostly, because they still have a ground game, but it's very limited. And some people argue with it, like Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu also has got this problem because certain techniques are not legal, but you train them anyway. So, and, and you know that they work, and you know that they are amazing, but they are not safe sometimes, or, or, or uh, you should be able to do them when you have, I don't know, brown belt or black belt. And if for some reason you are talented enough to do them when you're white, when you have white belt, you still can't do them because the rules. So yeah, but it's, but it's part of every single sport, I guess. There's yeah. no problem with certain techniques that you cannot use. But I, 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 I understand where you're coming from. Moral story is, martial arts are awesome. <laughs> and everyone's <laughs> yes. about this. Coming, coming back around. <laughs> um, I mean, cool. I've, so, I've oh, always wanted to learn Muay Thai. Um, but Thai. that's... Yeah, elbows. elbows and knees, man. That's awesome. Yeah, but like it's only because Sagat's like my favorite Street Fighter yeah. character. <laughs> Tiger, Tiger, no, but, but but seriously, like um, I've always want I I did karate very briefly, like as a as a, as a kid. Um, but I've always wanted to learn a martial art, and so like I feel like my my plan right now is to get in shape first and foremost, and then like next year. Like it never works like that. Yeah. Sorry, but I'm, I I need to catch you on your bullshit. Sorry, it doesn't okay. work like that. You're, <laughs> just apply, you're, just apply, and go. No, it's like like you're never going to be ready. You're never going to be fit enough or or you know in shape enough to do something. Like either you want to do it or not. It's, that, that, that's it. Like uh, when when I went back to jujitsu, like I was totally not in shape. I was like. Mm. From, from sitting all day in front of my computer and like a couple of first like weeks were brutal and not really nice and like I barely were able to work and breathe. Like if you want to do it, you will do it. Okay, that's it. All right, then I'll do it. Next no, time we talk, I'll <laughs> I'll be throwing elbows. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> so, sorry, sorry for. But dude, my no, you're right, is cool, man. You're right. Yeah, I've always thought it was just really just try cool. it, just yeah. try it, and you will say, okay, I don't like it. Like they hit in the face. I don't want to be hit in the face. No. Oh yeah, no thanks. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I tried Muay Thai and like I realized that uh, I have uh, what do you call it? Uh, not uh, well. Basically, I have a weak chin. Glass chin. Mm-hmm. Oh, glass chin. chin. Oh no. Uh, so after a couple of few sparring sessions, and I'm probably I'm not encouraging right now, but uh, sparring sessions and like like warm ups, the, the gym that I went to, they they had this weird warm up where you had to uh, kneel in front of each other, and you had like the space of half a meter between you, and one guy was attacking for 20 seconds, and the other guy was defending for 20 seconds, and the the, the trainer always said like do it like. Five percent of your strength, ten percent of your strength. It was never five percent of, of your of the strength. It was like never like that. It was always like full force. So basically, for for ten seconds, you were like trying to to protect yourself, and then it was your turn, and you were like bashing away in the guy. Mm. Mm. And after some few sessions like that, I I, I, w- I was waking up in the morning. I was like really light- lightheaded, and it's like I was feeling dizzy, and I and I realized like. I'm not going to do it for the rest of my life for sure. And I really enjoy my brain. I, I like to mm. put words together. So, mm, no, I will not do it again. So, <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I stopped doing Muay Thai. Because, like, I, I reached the level when I was good enough to spar, but I'm not good enough, you know, to survive sparring, you know? Like it's sparring is interesting because like when like you learn all the forms, you learn all the techniques, and then yeah. when sparring happens, sometimes like that stuff just goes out the window because oh, yeah. you're, you're, yeah, you're in fight or fight mode, yeah, yeah. and your fighting gets like, really sloppy, and you're just like trying like um oh, so, but, but yeah, stand like like next time like I was I um so I don't know I I would love to come uh like, like we would love to have you back on the show maybe next time stand with. We'll to some Muay Thai. We can we can talk more martial arts. Yes, awesome. yes, yes. Of course. If you if you don't mind. Oh, so sorry. Oh no, not at all. Yeah, sorry if I if I was too like too, too honest with this. So many. No, so that's fine. Yeah. No, and you're right. Same. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm going to come back to this when I'm ready. Like, do it now. Do it today, man. Like, that's good advice. Yeah. Don't don't waste time. Don't waste time. And it's not only with martial arts; like with any other activities. Like I, yeah. I, have been doing the same. It's like, oh, I'll come back to you know, practicing drawing and anatomy next week because today I'm too busy and like I need to warm up. No, like if you want to do it, just do it because like yeah. you postpone it forever. <laughs> For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so Simon, like thirty minutes past. Um, okay. You, so I actually have to run out a, in can, a little bit. We but, can uh, start wrapping. All right, cool. Um, okay, so, so we are wrapping it up, right? Yeah, we're wrapping yes. it up. Yeah. So uh, Simon, okay. so thank you for coming on onto the show, talking about Super Hot, your work on it, and and everything else. Everything else. <laughs> yeah. Sorry for being no, 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 it's great. This is great. It's good. Um, do you have anything, any last things you want to you want to mention or plug? Like, is there like a new project you guys are excited about, or any uh, other? Yeah, uh, like other other than the DLC, the rest of the projects actually, because there are a couple of them, they are pretty uh, secret right now, and uh, uh, we are we, we are working on porting a super hot for for every single platform that there is in existence. So that's, as much as I can tell. Wait, 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 Super Hopper Nintendo Switch? Oh, oh my god, <laughs> yeah, 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 go. that'd be so cool. Throw this, throw the Joy-Con across the room like a sword. <laughs> like, <Just> like, 
we would love to. Like the the first moment that we heard about Nintendo Switch, we we're trying to contact the Nintendo guys, and it's so hard, man. It's like with PlayStation, Xbox, Microsoft, whatever. It's like to, you just typed an email to them, and they, they you get response, and like or they contact you directly. With, with Nintendo, it's like this big enigma, man. I, I I don't know how to contact them. We've got some contacts, but it's like hard to set anything up with them. So I don't know why. And we, we thought that Superhot would not be suitable for Nintendo Switch. We would love to do Nintendo Switch. We are big, like, huge fans of Nintendo Switch. It's like half of the office have them. Yeah. And uh, and everyone's playing only Zelda, right? Oh, it's so good. Uh, yes, we are. Yeah. <laughs> I'm watching it because I don't so, have a DS. I don't have a, a DS. Woohoo, I don't have a Switch yet. I have two DSs. Hmm. <laughs> uh, there's like... Five right now, Nintendo Switch, and like four or five as well, 3DS as well. Mm. So like big, big Nintendo fans, but we cannot do the game for the for it. Darn. And we thought that it's not suitable, but we've seen that Skyrim is is going to be on it, and Skyrim is not like typical Nintendo game. So if if they can you know put Skyrim on it, why not Super Hot? Yeah, it's it's crazy, but the Switch like unlike the Vita, like the, the Switch is getting. Tons of first party and third or second and third party third party yeah. support. So I, I would mean, love to play Super yeah. Hot on the bus, like just as an aside. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. That'd be so dope. Yeah, we to, to, we will try. We we really want to do it just for the sake of doing it. We like, don't really want to make any money out of it. We want to play Super Hot on on, on Switch and ha- see how it's going to work. But uh, we first we need to contact Nintendo. So. Nintendo, if you're hearing this, please write it back. Yes, okay, so everyone, everyone's homework. Yeah, bug Nintendo about it. At Nintendo, we're going to spam them everywhere. So yeah. we're going to help yes. out our amazing friend, <laughs> Simon. You're so awesome. Yes, thank you, thank you for having me. Okay. Okay, right, so we're going to have you back when like your new secret stuff starts dropping. Yes. For sure. Yes, I would love to. And I'll try to speak about the secret stuff, not anything else. So I would... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, for sure. It's a great conversation. Okay. Uh, So um, where can people find you on social media or traffic or if they want to have, want to contact you about any questions? Uh, If you want to find me, I'm at SZ Krukowski, K-R-U-K-O-W-S-K-I, I guess. My spelling English is not good. And or you can just write to Superhot the Game on Twitter or find any other medium Superhot Game, uh, like Facebook or whatever, and I will write back to you. So just find Superhot, you will find me. Excellent. So very cool. Thank you so much. And uh, we can uh, we we can't thank you enough. This is so much fun, and we love to have you back to talk more about video games and everything else. And uh, uh, just. Thank you. This, this was so much yes. fun. Thank you as cool. well. Cool. All right. So uh, this was uh, Super Nerd Pals episode 107 with special guest Simon Krukowski from Super Hot Games. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, you can find the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and as we, you can also get the RSS feed from our website store from the SoundCloud page. You can put it to any SoundCloud player of your choice and you can find super nerd pals on twitter at uh super nerd pals um you can also find us on facebook at 
Facebook.com slash groups slash Super Nerd Pals. Super uh, Nerd Pals on Instagram. Uh, you can visit our website, supernerdpals.com. Just Google us, and you'll find us. That's true. Um, so, uh, my name is Chris Sampson. You can find me on Twitter at Kyo Ninja for Hire. That's K-Y-O Ninja for Hire. And I'm Ryan. You can find me on Twitter at the underscore red underscore horror. And I'm Stan Gadurska. You can find me on Twitter at Stan Doom. And, uh, Andy left early, but you can find him on Twitter <laughs> at SweetJustice1. That's O-N-E, SweetJustice1. And Simon provided his info. So you're all set. And thank you for listening to this episode. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.